0: The full scope of podcasts, with you guys in their 20s, giving respect to one of the games that we love, the headlines of pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. I'm your host, Wins and Burns. I haven't seen this guy in a long time. I kind of probably say, all <laughs> <more>. <laughs> The boys are back in town. <laughs> the boys are back in town, man.
1: You got less than a month. Well, yeah, less than a month to, to for that. That title, change. changes.
0: The the intro. title changes, so yeah. That, that, that title, that, that intro will be changing. <laughs> You're on the precipice, man. <laughs>
1: It's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. I have a full scope on life right now.
0: I see what you did there. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> my ankle's getting better. I have did everything. I tore, uh, well, I dislocated my ankle. I broke uh, my fibula. I tore two tendons. Uh, they had to work on my Achilles. I have a metal rod in my leg and a metal little rod between my ball joint to make sure my, my uh, ankle man. goes back in place. So I'm a million dollar man, baby, or hundred-dollar Every, everything is been
0: happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, my man. gosh!
0: But but it's definitely it's definitely a, a good to have you back and also to, to to be back again for another episode. We have a, a ton of topics. I mean, a, a lot of things have been happening happening with especially the play in. Um, just starting that they may playoffs first round is is about is about to um to get headed up. But to start off with, just thoughts on the current developments of the play in tournament and and also. Just what we're thinking as these teams are heading into the first round, the Lakers, they had a, a very dramatic uh, win against Minnesota, yeah. almost, <laughs> almost blew it with, with, with Anthony Davis fouling, Mike Conley. Um, Chicago yeah. had a comeback win against Toronto last night. Um, the Pelicans didn't, uh, didn't play Zion Williamson. That was, that was a big topic of conversation. Um, you know he, he was practicing before, dunking as well, a lot of, a lot of speculation about that. And so OKC won yeah. that game. Um, but but looking at at the current developments of the play in and Chicago is facing Miami tomorrow. OKC is um is going to be is going to be facing Minnesota tomorrow as well. What are your thoughts on the current developments of the play in and just like you know which team could possibly make the most the most noise that that gets out of there?
1: You know I'm every year I'm I'm getting around to liking the play in tournament because yes. you get an extra attorney before, you know, the playoffs, you get the, the last minute teams, get that last minute rush to try to get into uh, the playoffs. But man, the the game I was looking at the most was obviously the Lakers and Timberwolves. I still have Lakers making it to the NBA finals. I know I That's said this not last crazy. year. Like, well, it's
0: like not crazy. You, the, way you're, the way we're talking about it now, there's a seven seed pacing, a Memphis team without Steven Adams and Brandon Clark that actually, they could, they could run the table.
1: For sure. And, I mean, I mean, it's LeBron James, man. It, what a year it would cap off. He made it to the NBA Finals after uh, breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-scoring record.
0: Man, that team was 13th when he broke it.
1: <laughs> bro, it's crazy how basketball is. So just yeah. imagine if he got to the NBA Finals and won the NBA Finals. What a headline. What That's just moved some more towards that officiating, being official go of uh
0: in me at basketball so it's but it's not gonna be michael <laughs> it's not gonna be michael
1: but man i'm glad you mentioned the 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 zion williamson thing man come on bro and i'm i'm so happy that cj McCollum finally was like yo bro you need everybody to play like i understand you want to be zion bro you're fully healthy i see if you I'm were injured or you were like it was a playing injury Bro, you are dunking. You're you're physically capable of helping your your basketball team. What is going on, bro? Yeah, I say trade him. I'm on the board. I was I'm a huge i a huge Josiah Williamson. I think he would have been the difference maker in that game because every obviously he's the guy who's everybody's gonna crash in. Now you right. got your shooters wide open. C.J. McCollum on the wing, or if everybody crashed down, he's at the three point line at the top of the key. He can knock those shots down. We've seen that throughout his career with Duke and with the Excuse me, with the Pelicans, but man, what a disappointment! And I think they were this close. This you know, look at the Thunder, ain't nobody. They got a bunch of twenty-year-olds on the basketball team, and they're they're they have a, they have a chance to go and make a, a make a stamp in the playoffs. But man, I mean, that's a, I think Pelicans was another one I was very excited about this year. But Zion has to play all year for them to be good, and yeah. that's I mean that they're was the biggest takeaway. And I mean. And to answer your question, I think who makes the biggest noise is the Lakers. And it was going to be the Pelicans, but now I'm thinking the Bulls because Zach Levine is back. He's fully highly healthy. impressed
0: with what I'm seeing with Zach Levine. Yes.
1: And yes. he's a I mean, I think it was last year when they were making noise and then got injured. Lonzo got injured, and then DeMar DeRozan got injured. So I think the Bulls, I think Bulls will come out and beat the Heat. I just because Bam, Bam is not playing like Bam three years ago, or even in the bubble. Yeah, and their their rebounding is terrible with the Heat. So I think the Bulls have the upper hand. They have the high hand. I think the Bulls and Lakers will make a noise coming out to play, play in tournament.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and I mean, also like when you look at you know Minnesota, what they had at the last game of the season, Rudy Gobert, um, uh, uh, punching his teammate in the huddle, <laughs> things going back and forth. Like it's always craziness surrounding Rudy Gobert at some point and then the, the dysfunction that happened with that team like that's also another game where you where you can say man if Rudy Gobert was in it and he was able to to, to kind of be able to fill in the gaps at, at some point with that and made a difference but what are your thoughts on just like just the, that the end of the season for, for for Minnesota happening that way obviously they have one more game to, to, to like kind of kind of like get back in that AFC but what did you think about like that kind of situation and, and you know the hype around it?
1: If he was there, they it it wouldn't have made a difference. Just given the chemistry with those guys, everybody's tired of them. Yeah. Everybody, what they gave up to get Rudy Gobert is asinine. Let's just excuse me. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> they gave away the kitchen seat, the, the 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 AC, <laughs> the entire everything bedroom. that they,
0: they did. <laughs>
1: everything they gave away the whole house for this guy. Yeah. Who's not a two way player?
0: Yeah
1: who can't give you buckets, who's been getting dunked on lately, who has not been the defensive player of the year that we've seen. Everybody, and they sugarcoat everything for him. So even yeah. if he was there, I don't think he would have made a difference because that chemistry that was supposedly there before is non-existent. They don't trust you anymore. And then you throw the the weakest punch to somebody's peck. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> At least aim for the chin. <laughs> you throw a punch, you're gonna get in trouble regardless. Do Draymond see Draymond punch a guy and it knocked him out. We respect it a little more. I mean, it's Jordan Poole, pool, but we respect it a little more. But yeah, you throw a punch, you're like seven foot five, and you may- <laughs> <laughs> maybe we just yeah. trying to tap him on the shoulder or something. <laughs> and Oh man, I'm throwing a punch. I don't know. It was weird, oh, but man, even if he was out, I think he would have. <laughs> right, excuse me, I'm trying to talk to you, but I don't think he would have made it. Would have made a big difference, to be honest with you. I think it would have still been the same outcome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now getting into Dallas missing the play and kind of like what sh- what they should do this summer. Um, you know they finished the season 38-44 and rested multiple starters their last game of the season, and, and the league also conducted an investigation on, on 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 you know why they were doing that, but. Looking at, because, you know, we mentioned, um, you know, when it happened with Kyrie going to Dallas, what that was going to um, cause in terms of them possibly getting a one-year rental. They're not even going to play one, a, a, a playoff game together. Um, and, and it's just a lot of, a lot of thoughts surrounding around, like, what are they going to do with Lucas' future? What pieces are they going to put around him? Like, what are your thoughts on just how this has kind of like ended in, 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 a, in a disastrous way for Dallas? Because they had you know, much higher hopes. They were in the Western Conference Finals last, last season, and now they're having a, a way earlier exit than than many people um, expected. Well,
1: I love Mark Cuban to be, yeah, I love Mark Cuban the way he does and try to get players in there and try to get the fans involved. Yeah. It's just, when you go get Kyrie Irving, you could tell he didn't want to be there. You could tell when he goes into the arena, when he's walking in, he doesn't want to be there. We didn't I didn't think it was any we didn't think anything was gonna come out of it. Maybe right. they can push just because off their talent alone, but mm-hmm. we see that that it takes chemistry, it takes people trusting each other. And these two guards, Luca and Kyrie, can't coexist. <laughs> and we can tell there's friction, even if they if nobody wants to say it. But I do think they they try to get the right pieces in the with Dallas. Within the Dallas Mavericks organization to try to help Luca, yeah. when they one year they got Porzingis, and they you know they had Jalen Brunson, but he let him go, but I, I, for obvious reasons because the dad got into the uh, the negotiations and it kind of messed that up. Mm-hmm. But you go get Kyrie Irving, but now I think they sit in a spot where obviously Kyrie Irving go Johnson, uh, I think his name is Christian Johnson or yeah Christian Johnson they Christian Woods, sorry sure Christian Woods. Woods. Yeah. Roll kind of was like i don't know they wasn't using him properly i think he walks so you i think they have the 10th round draft pick you can trade for that you can go you need either trade for that or you get a guy young guy coming out but i think they trade to get a more i think wasn't um um uh, what's his name turner yeah turner for um the pacers yeah. I think they can go turn, trade and yeah. get turners, and I think that'll be an excellent piece for Luca cause he's a two-way player. But they're gonna have to shake it up because Luca's already unhappy. And we talked about this a, yeah. a couple of times before the injury. Like it's you gotta it's gonna do a lot of enticing for Luca to want to sign at the end was I think 2025.
0: Yeah, it's gonna cause so, a lot. He, he's gonna have to, to be very convinced that that, that you're doing something that, that's gonna really like cause him to stay there, wanna stay there.
1: They need another, they, they, they need a guy who can rebound and they need a guy who can play defense. And I think Turner is one of those guys. And then if you get lucky with some other guys coming out um, in a free agency, then that's what, you, that's what you do. But the biggest two things that I take away from Dallas Mavericks this year and how they just underplayed everything, <clears throat> they were ter- terrible rebounding. They were ter- terrible on the defensive side. So you got you to find a guy who can answer those, those, answer those, uh, un- those questions. And yeah. I think Turner is that guy to do so. So the, Mark Cuban has this and people want cool. Jason Kidd gone. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like Jason. I think Jason Kidd is a good coach. I think yeah. they just need,
0: you think it's more so the system. Yes. I
1: yeah. think they need players that fit.
0: Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, And now getting to kind of like the most intriguing, a uh, first round playoff matchup uh, coming up uh to, to me, like, you know, there's obviously a lot of interesting ones. Clippers sons is definitely going to be up there. Um, Lakers, Grizzlies, another one in, in, in the West. But but to me, like Golden State, Sacramento is is a really fascinating one because obviously Sacramento, they're a higher seed. They have the third seed. They're going to have home court advantage, but they don't have that playoff experience that the Warriors have. And the Warriors have they they've been on and off, but I still think this team is one of those when they when they get in the postseason, they can turn it on at any point. I think that matchup, especially with Mike Brown being the assistant yeah. coach for them for, for a few years, being familiar with them, it's gonna be a really interesting back and forth um, series. But to you for this first round, uh, which one kind of stands out to you the most?
1: Why are you taking mine, man?
0: Oh, that's the one. <laughs> Doing it again. <laughs> that's, the <one. laughs>
1: that's the one. And, I, I, and I, I'll choose another one. I chose that because I like the comment that Clay Thompson said, like all of them healthy, nobody can beat us in a, a seven game series. Yeah. And the Kings Crazy. has the hot hand. Since, yeah. I think since early January and after uh, the all-star break. So I'm, um, I'm ecstatic. See that, see that matchup. See what these guys are they are this just for show? Did they just get lucky? Or are they really uh, you know, can get to the NBA finals? Are they really a contender? And, and can the Warriors stop them? And can the Warriors be legit again? Can we take them serious again? Right. Um, in the other series, Lakers Grizzlies, man. Shannon Sharp has <laughs> Shannon to Sharp, be there. Shannon Sharp.
0: Shannon Sharp, you're required to be there. You have to Punk be there. <laughs>
1: Shots. yeah, he got game be three, gotta game be three in
0: LA. You got to come game three and game four, yes. both, 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 course games.
1: Course <laughs> cognac in the
0: hands. What you talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need them, we need them there to disrupt everything. But
0: that's gonna be know, an, that's an entertaining series. series. That's gonna be a very entertaining series. series. Job, who, who can guard job? Ja. Who's gonna yeah. stop Josh?
1: Ja? Ja. Oh, that's a good question. That is a definitely good I just, question.
0: I don't, I don't see it.
1: And he's been playing really well after all the off off court battles and all that yeah. stuff. He was going and that's through. And that's
0: another thing I, we, we, we weren't able to talk about that. Like, what did you think about that situation? Because that is one where obviously, like the league they've they been talking to him about some other situations that were happening. This one kind of escalated to a different level, and obviously, like he said, he's going to take responsibility. But th- that's something that he's definitely going to have to to to, to adjust to. His circle, his inner circle, and who he's really keeping yeah. around him, and also his his decision making.
1: Yeah, you can't you, <laughs> you can't have both of those lifestyles. Yeah, and because you you got to choose one, and obviously you got to choose basketball because you're making millions. Yeah, you, to be able to live that lifestyle you want to live, you had to make the millions so they can accept you. But in, I mean, at the, he's still a young kid, and and I'll give him that he's he's a young kid, he's partying, but it's a lot of players who did that. It's more. He's. Just, I don't think people would have found out about it if he would never put it on social media. That's why it's yeah. bigger now and more it's, people. Yeah, because social media is around, <laughs> and then you forget. Oh, I'm an NBA star. I'm not just a young kid, um, you know, holding guns or whatever in the in the strip club, or whatever the case may be. But you have a whole highlight over you, like this yeah. this spotlight over you. You're different. You're you're an NBA star who came from the had to work his way up to be the NBA star. So I think. When when stuff isn't involved, you kind of you lose sight. Obviously, he was under the influence, but I think now he understands the severity of his actions outside of the court. And you can't do the things that maybe Stephen Jackson said he did. <laughs> you can't do that in two thousand twenty three. You definitely can't do that.
0: Stephen can't can't do it anymore. <laughs> Man, that
1: man's so funny. He was like, "Man, I, I I I let it ring off. I shot it. <laughs> he just was holding. It. I shot it." So, yeah, but Steven Jackson is from that life, though. He was from that yeah. life before he was the NBA star. So it kind of, you know what I'm saying? And we see what happened. Then you know, the malice in the palace and all that stuff. Man. So, anyway, he seems like he has a clear head, yeah. that he, he, he was playing great basketball when he came back. So this is a series, because you're going against the GOAT.
0: Yeah, what a first, still what in a first round. What a way to start it off.
1: What a first round. And I think Lakers can do it. 4-3.
0: Lakers and seven. I was waiting for your prediction. <laughs> Lakers
1: and seven. Gotta be Lakers and seven. Cause like you said, who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna guard Ja? That's a that's a that's a tough order. That's a tall order. I think they can I think they can figure it out. Ja's gonna get his, but the supporting cast can't get theirs. Yeah. He's gonna get his. He's gonna be a a, a slasher. He's gonna finish at the rim. He's gonna he's gonna get his fouls. But the other supporting cast in that bench can't get nothing. That's how they win. And everybody got to be. Schroeder got to be on. LeBron got to be on. A.D. has to be on. We got
0: we, we to gotta address it. We got to address it. A.D. has to be top notch. Um, he, can't, he, can't, he can't have one of those on and off series because if, if, if he does, they're yeah. not going to – like LeBron has mentioned this. A.D. kind of has to be the cornerstone of this team to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. He has yes. to. Obviously, LeBron is yes. going to do what he has to do, but A.D. has to be that, that, that go-to guy. That's just the generator of their offense.
1: What happened to the brow? He has been a brow since the Pelicans. Pelicans, yeah. He has to be that guy. He's the deciding factor because yep. you know LeBron's going to get his. They're going to get some. Reeves is going to you know give you some good points, and he's going to he's going to be good front court, back court. Schroeder going to hit when he needs to, but AD is the deciding factor yeah. of who wins this series because none of the hold AD if he's in his zone. Nobody can hold AD. He's one. Of, he's Yeah, he's that guy. So if Jai is a guy's a tall order, AD has to be that tall order too.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and now transitioning to the NFL with 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 Odell Beckham Jr. heading to Baltimore and thoughts on Lamar Jackson's future as well. This past Sunday, um, this was this was a this one-year agreement for eighteen million and included fifteen million guaranteed was made official. And it's also been reported that Baltimore has been in contact with him since last year. Um, but what are your thoughts on this move for 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 Baltimore? Because this is a situation where, you know. Many, have, many thought in the last few weeks that Lamar Jackson was all but gone, officially gone yeah. from from them, and now they're getting a top-line player like um, Odell Beckham, who's still recovering from injury, but we know what he can exactly. do w- w- when he's on. What are your thoughts on this, this trade for them and, and kind of how this, this might work out? Too much. Mm, yeah. Seems like a business decision.
1: Is that, I, don't, I don't like that, especially for a $15 million guarantee, $18 million to your cap for a year. Who yeah. the guy who hasn't played in two years, it'd be two years uh when the start of the season. And obviously we know what type of caliber of player he is and what he can take the top off still. Can he take the top off still? Is yeah. he gonna be the same because he's had multiple injuries on both legs? Can can he be conducive in the blocking? Can can him and Lamar Jackson, if he if he goes back and play, can they can they jail? Because right. this is a different quarterback that OBJ has n- never played with. And we see that the the, the I want to say. I don't want to say attitude, but we've seen the 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 drama that happens when he doesn't get the ball. Maybe He doesn't get early his way. His career, <laughs> but he's played with, you know, Deshaun, not Deshaun Watson, but Baker Mayfield. He played yeah. with Matthew Stafford. He's, he's, you know, played with Eli Manning. Some quarterbacks are court, uh, pocket passers, right. identified as pocket passers. Lamar Jackson is not. He's a guy who's going to extend plays. They're going to run a lot of option with him. It, and if OBJ doesn't get the ball and if he's not being productive of that $15 million that you're invested in him, it's going to be all for nothing. I think that was a terrible pickup, not f- not because of his skill set and what he, he when he can't do it, what he can do. It's that amount of money for a year contract. It's a lot of money Who who hasn't played in two years. That's just a lot for me, and yeah. I understand yeah. that you, you want to entice Lamar Jackson and you get back. That's cool and all, but not for that much money. Take yeah. let him let somebody else get him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at, at some point you have to realize. Look, he's not. We still don't know what what he what he is ever since that that L A Super Bowl. Like like that mm-hmm. was something that, that that like you know we we we're not really sure if he can get back to that level again, and that's something that's going to be in high in high question. Like, do you think for Lamar Jackson? especially with the whole situation that he's gone through with Baltimore and the the negotiation, not having his own agent, like, what do you think um, his process has been going forward? Like, do you think this was obviously he was on probably knew this was, was going to happen, but do you think like, he's probably thinking like, okay, what are they thinking of just despite one player, but also like my entire future, like, how can we avoid the contractual, you know, oblig, you know, (laughs) just, just butting of heads like we just did this past season.
1: You know, if he's not the first player to represent himself. He's not going to be the last. I don't think that's the problem. I think people are devaluing him with the structure of the office that he was in. I think you put him in any system, he's going to flourish. Yeah. He's, I think he's the caliber of Russell Wilson when he first came in. The Both guys can throw the – I think he can throw the deep ball. I think he has decent accuracy. I think he can stand plays. I think you put him in any system. That's the whole problem. They devalue him and low-key blackballing him. Literally, not... <laughs> 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 they're definitely blackballing him and devaluing him. And you, you see what Arthur Blank said. is just, oh, we won't go after him. You have kept Matt Ryan for 50 years, who I think is one of the worst quarterbacks that ever touched a football field. And you invested in him for almost, what, 12, 13 years? You're talking about yeah. you don't want to get Lamar Jackson. Then you go get Marcus Mario Mar- Mar- Mariota, who was terrible coming out of college. <sighs> Bro, that just it's just blackball in there devaluing who what he really is. And you look at Baker Mayfield, all the quarterbacks that went before him, who has not done anything. The guys, why it's just like, <laughs> hey, why do we have to give this man resume to show his value? Look what he's done in like three, four seasons. Look what Baker Mayfield has done in three, four seasons. Yeah. Average an interception each game, and then Ben Roethlisberger gonna come out of his mouth talking about oh we don't nobody's scared of him or being a pocket passer, but his quarter QB rating is higher than yours. Yeah, that's crazy. They're definitely devaluing Black Ball M.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it's it's extremely clear uh, what, what's happening on that situation because, like you said, he's not gonna be the only player to to have to have gone through this, having like representing himself, mm-hmm. and it's gonna just continue to happen. Um, now getting into kind of the aftermath of the Angela Reese and Caitlin Clark situation, this has been a big talking point recently. And Caitlin Clark um, has even com- commented in interviews about how Angela Reese um, shouldn't be criticized for taunting during the championship and, and also that the White House visit should just be for LSU. Um, and the double standard of obviously taunting, but the race as well, because you and Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. did it. Really yeah. no pushback for what she did yeah. when Angela Reese. It just w- w- went a whole different level. Yeah. That it was, you know, not sportsmanlike uh, uh, behavior, different things right. that just bringing things out of the book that was not the same for Caitlin Clark. But, but what were your thoughts on this um, this situation and also just like the popularity Angela Reese is going to take women's college basketball going forward? Well,
1: with the, with the Caitlin thing, that's not the only thing she did. Like she was talking trash the whole whole March Madness. Yeah. Talking about oh you can't shoot. Oh sh- shut up, you can't do. It. Like she was doing the whole time. Yeah. and nobody said a word but oh it was unsportsmanlike because they lost come on man let's and then what i hate the most there should never be she Kaylin should never have had to a... came on an interview and say oh you don't need to you don't need to chastise her or say anything about what angel reese did that should mm-hmm. never be the case right why does the white player have to come to the uh, to the offense of to the defense of angel reese mm. why does that even a thing because all all these women been talking crap the whole march madness <laughs> from south carolina to 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 them like everybody's been talking crap but when it's it's on the stage and they've been playing against each other for like forever since she says in high school so it's not, it's admiration on both sides, but that's what happens when you're competitive and you're playing a competitive sport. Yeah. That's going to happen. So I just thought it was blowing out of proportion, obviously, and they don't want to say, oh, it's not a race thing. Oh, what she did, she didn't do it. She did it to the crowd. No, she did it to the players. And she was talking crap to the players the whole time. So it's crazy, man.
0: It's one of those, like you said, its it's one of those things where we can't, we can't just give a pass when it comes to um one player and what they're doing because like you said like right. she was doing this <laughs> she was doing much more stuff than was even even being chronicled and 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 that's and that's right. just, and that's something that happens a lot in sports and especially when it comes to um premier athletes and and which ones it's like, you like know, even we look back in the 80s um Larry Bird and Magic Johnson that contrast um Larry mm-hmm. Bird he kind of was like the the um the, the extremely he he trash talked a lot as well like he was one of the most yes. like <laughs> infamous yes, trash talkers that that oh that, that we that we ever had but then it was it was a different level because magic johnson he kind of was had the affable personality wasn't didn't mm-hmm. seem as, as cutthroat but when he needed to turn it on he did and so there was just a contrast all, yeah. yeah there was a contrast between those two players um and, and now getting to, to our next topic with early thoughts on the Javante Davis-Ryan Garcia fight coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, th- this is going to be a major one taking place on April 22nd, Las Vegas. And this 136-pound catchweight fight between these two stars is the biggest commercial event boxing can deliver right now. But we've mentioned many times about Javante Davis wanting this fight. Ryan Garcia calling for it um, a- a- as well. What are your early thoughts on it? And just like, you know, we rarely see fighters in their prime. Yeah, match up. Many times, you know, when we saw Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, they were well past their prime. It didn't have the same effect, but this time, like, both of these guys are in their mid-20s and really at the peak of their powers <clears season, throat> me. m- meeting up in a major fight.
1: The the sport of boxing need this. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that in the beginning, like, boxing is losing his luster from, you know, heavyweight I mean, Fury's beat everybody so there's no no new contender that they can use. And then with Javante, he's been knocking people out and Ryan has been so nobody's left out there. This they, they don't have any more pay-per-view worthy fights. So this has to happen. I and I anticipate this is gonna be another Canelo GG series. Yes. yes. It's, it's
0: gonna have to be for the box. This will be multiple.
1: Yeah, it's gonna have to be because this is what everybody's been waiting for. I think Javante is gonna win. I yeah. think he's a more skilled boxer than Ryan Ryan. I think Ryan has only thing he has, and it's huge. Don't get me wrong, is that left hook.
0: Javante keeps saying I, that. Javante keeps saying it. he's like that's that's all. You, it's that left hook. That's
1: all you got. <laughs> but I mean, but we look at Deontay Wilder. He has that major right hand, and it. He's oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't want to get hit by that thing. At so all. Ryan has a huge left hook. But I what I like about Javante, and and I feel like I'm I'm being biased, but what I like about him, he sets up things so perfectly. If he's not more defense-minded like Floyd is. Javante goes for the knockout. So he sets up his punches. So it's just like the like la- la- the fight before the last. Because he did that against the roll up a couple times and he set the, the, the left hook so perfectly and knocked dude out of what the, the sixth round. Yeah. And then on the, another ring, when he jabbed and it got through it two times, and then he's doing it again. He uppercut him, killed, blew <laughs> his brain in an atmosphere. So I love how he, he sets up his fights. He's not more so all defensive. He's, he wants to be on the fence. He wants to bring that pain. He wants to show he's an all-around true boxer. Mm. So I think he's going to definitely give it to Ryan. I don't know where Ryan, but I do think he's going to knock him out.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, this, I've, I've, I've said so many times recently in the weeks about this, because this is a fight everybody's talking about. Everybody is talking yes. about this fight. Like, it's been a while since you've had just, like, everybody having thoughts about about the fight and what they think about it. Because, we like you said, we haven't had one of those back to back, just like premier fights. But this is not I don't think this one is gonna go to the, the scorecards. It's not gonna go to like twelve is this is gonna be like no. somebody's going down. <laughs> like yes. this one it's too it's too much explosive power between the two. And I think when when we look at this, I think this is gonna be like you said, Can- Canelo Triple G a trilogy. This is gonna be another one of those trilogies that yeah. I, I think you like we have like the the Hagler Hearns. Leonard Duran, I think this is yes. gonna go. Up. We're gonna we're yes. gonna we're gonna look back at this as the beginning of another glory era of boxing. Possibly, And, the,
1: and they're gonna need it. Sport yeah. of box MMA is taking over, so it's it definitely going to need it. And it's bad blood. Both of these are heavy bombers where they want to be. So I'm excited. We haven't had this fight, this type of fight. Who. We know who can knock each other out and knock other people who's knocked other people out because yeah. Floyd and Pacquiao knew it wasn't gonna is gonna go to the twelfth round because <laughs> Floyd is a defensive guy first. Yeah, he's a he's he's that's his IQ. He's gonna mm-hmm. be defensive. He's gonna he's gonna counter jab. Mm-hmm. Javante can do that. I'm not saying Floyd can't because he did not early in his career. I'm but later, on he, yeah, later yes. on, he kind of shifted.
0: Yeah, later on, he kind of shifted what he wanted to do in invites.
1: Yes, and Javante—he's still in his prime, so he's still, he still, he still wants to knock people out. And I think if he knocks Ryan out, oh my gosh, his career is going to. Oh, he, nobody, nobody else is going to want to fight him because Ryan has Sh- been. Shakur yeah,
0: Stevenson so. keeps calling out him. Devin Haney, I don't, I don't Devin know. Devin Haney
1: is is. not ready for him, and they sparred a yeah, couple times. I was about times. to ask
0: that. You don't think he's, yeah, yeah, he's
1: not ready. Not if he knocks out Ryan. I, you know what? Give it to Haney. I want I want to see that because uh, only a few, like a few people, only people that was in Floyd's gym saw, and they said he wasn't like he didn't work out. He came from doing crazy stuff and he came and spar and touched him, almost knocking him out. And he had hair gear on. So I'm like, yo, bro, just imagine he fooled. Yeah. So okay, I'm not. I'm yeah. just gonna leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> He's not ready for Javante, bro. He's not ready for take.
0: Nah, nah, not at all. Um, and, and now getting into getting our first album review with Daniel Caesar's "Never Enough" in um, his new album, he shows a very experimental side, and this is the type of project that you know kind of highlighted his vocals and feels perfectly produced and guides listeners throughout it. Last time we were talking about Daniel Caesar, you were you were disappointed in the first single and and, and uh, oh.
1: <laughs> terrible.
0: Oh man, the floor is yours. The floor is yours. I don't bro. like
1: it. I don't. I don't like this. It was. <laughs>
0: A lot I of think people, lot of people try- love this album. I I, I know I because
1: it sounds similar to Fruiting or Friday, Friday and whatever you want. Yeah, Fruity and Friday, whatever, yeah. <laughs> it's oh sorry, that was Friday. so long. <laughs> Friday. Um I think because it, it sounds similar to that, but it's it's still it still didn't have it still didn't have it. I wasn't attached to it. It's like, and then did you tell me you heard this? And I we always saw my transitions. From the first song to the second song, please you tell me you was caught off guard by that.
0: That did catch Yeah, that did catch me off guard.
1: Cause I was like, hold on. I was like, did my, did Apple Music kind of skip it? Did it lose connection? And I was like, oh, that was the transition. And I was like, I was like, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was done. I was like, like it was for all oh, your yeah, Ocho Rios to Valentina. And I was like, wait, why did it do that? And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I can't wait to ask Wella to, did he hear that? Did he throw him off? <laughs> I will say this, 15 songs, concise album. It just, it just didn't attach me. It, it just didn't get me. I couldn't relate to it. Or it just, I don't know. It just didn't inflict emotions.
0: Yeah. It, it, to I me, hear the direction. Yeah, oh, to but, me, it, it was a smooth, it was a really smooth listen. I, I think like this is, this is one of those albums. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. It's obviously like not to the to the peak of what he does, but I I really I really enjoy this. Listening.
1: You joy, yeah, I know you did.
0: <laughs> Man, why do I feel like you know which one I'm
1: <laughs> I know you did? Because I know you could. That's why I was first. That's why I was first.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I did put it up top. <laughs> I was like, this this is the one we're gonna come back with. <laughs>
1: what, what was your uh What was your your favorite songs on the album?
0: For, for for me like I, the intro the intro was a was it was a really was a really good one because i feel as though That wasn't
1: bad it wasn't it wasn't bad. a
0: bad one because i think so many times with with artists the intro is kind of it it's it's hit or miss it's hit or miss nowadays yeah. so we don't we don't really know what we're gonna get from them um the disillusioned one i really like um buyer's remorse i think him and omar uh, uh, omar apollo are are are, are really good w- w- when they connect um, Vince Van Bowe, and then Superpowers were kind of some of my favorite ones. But to, to me, I, I enjoyed it. I can see what you mean by the transitions. The transitions weren't the best as they could be. Um, but but outside of the transitions, like do you just think, just overall, just the overall feel of it. Just you're still kind of like missing the old Daniel Caesar, yeah. I should say.
1: I won't even say that because it, this it re- resembled the first album and had yeah. that. It wasn't the church, churchy vibe, but it did have like production. Was this had some similarities? Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought like it wasn't structured correctly, and I didn't know because it didn't inflict anything from me. Because it didn't like it didn't take me anywhere. Yeah. Like it didn't lift me and float me to each song. Right. So it was just it didn't it didn't it didn't catch me. Um. I don't think it was a terrible. It wasn't a terrible album. It just. It's just yeah, it's hard to kind of top what you did because in that in the wait, I forgot what year he dropped it. Was probably like 17, 18. No, 2017. Yeah, yeah, twenty seventeen. That that I don't know where he was when yeah. he was doing music. He was in a different because he was featuring on art songs too. So he was just in a different mode. And this, I don't know. It's just he been trying to be like, oh, my listeners they didn't like the last couple of things. So I'm going to give them something similar to the first album. It's not going to be the same, but I'm giving them similar so they can, but I just yeah. didn't, I just didn't vibe with it.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Um, and, and now getting to our, to our next review with Larry June and the Alchemist, the great escape um, in this new collab album, the samples are, are, you know, elaborate and well-constructed. There's an impressive chemistry between the artists. Every sound is, is intentional and the Alchemist, he just has this, this, this ability to, to kind of elevate the artists he's, he's working with. Um, I, I mean, another album I really like. I, I I know I know you with Larry June. You're you're kind of like on on the fence with, with some of his music. What, what were your, your initial thoughts on this album?
1: Alchemist is a genius. Yeah, we know that. Production was nasty. It was, it was beautiful. It's just some of the Larry beats on June. here, man.
0: Oh my goodness,
1: bro. Bro, oh, I just wish I knew him when I was doing music heavy, and I was like, yo, just give me anything. Give me your scraps. I'll rap on them. But. Larry June's voice, man. <laughs> oh, lost. Oh, we reconnected. Okay, lost connection for a minute. Right. But Larry June's voice, man. It's just how he raps is so lazy. And then I'm like, you better come correct on this beat. And it's just like, I'm a, I'm like, bro, come on, do something else. Do another. Do another style. Like <laughs> I know that you and you have a, a great listener base because
0: <sighs> his, his fan base is building.
1: It's building crazy It's just I can't do it My ears won't let me do it I didn't get past the third song I skipped through it And I just listened to the beats And I'm like yo Alchemist is dirty nasty It's
0: different man. Right? Like,
1: how How do you just It's just It's close to Um Jay Dilla It's just like They're just Just geniuses oh, yeah. When it comes highly to production influenced,
0: Highly influenced by Jay Dilla
1: Oh my god, He's bro That's top five producers Of all time You got Timbaland You got Just Blaze Yep. You have Jay Dilla. You have Alchemist. Oh, no, I can't get I can't put him in top five. That's crazy. Um ooh, I was gonna say 1985, but mm. he got some he got some hits though. No, uh uh um if young Metro though to young Metro top five your oh, metro, for metro for is sure. crazy. Metro, metro is sure. crazy. That's top five, my top five producers. We never did this before, but that's my top five producers, but yeah, Alchemist is dirty. But Larry June, it's certain songs I could vibe with, but it's just... Yeah, his voice, man. And I know you you started to become a huge fan of uh, Larry June. Not a huge fan, but a fan.
0: But a fan, yeah. Not and, a and,
1: huge fan, but a fan.
0: <laughs> because I really think with The Alchemist, man, like... And, oh. maybe, and maybe it's more Alchemist, <laughs> because I, I still like what Larry June did, but I just... I was more impressed like the beats on here are just like yes, insane. I just, I don't even like, like you said, I, I, not top five, but like he's in that upper echelon of like all time great mm-hmm. producers ever that we've ever seen in hip hop. Like he, he's, every rapper's favorite, your favorite, your rappers, <laughs> any mm-hmm. rapper's favorite rapper wants to, to jump on an Alchemist beat. Like it's just, it, 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 it's, it's so clear. Any production that he's on I mean it's yes. special. I mean
1: Oh, I'm tripping. Forty.
0: Oh, 40. Take
1: uh oh forty. Yeah, forty. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut I, you I, I just thought I, about forty. I,
0: I still wanna like a cause I saw something on Twitter the other day about would you take a, a Drake album full of a boy wonder beats or full of forty? I was like, I gotta go forty. 40. I gotta go forty man, that would be just timeless music. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm, yeah, forty for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely um and, and i mean also i mean we look at what hip boy's done hip, hip boy Hip Boy's with, nice too hip, hip boy with Nas, like you know he, he also came out with it with his own album a few weeks ago like in terms of of the the current era of producers that we have and just what they're doing along with comparing to past producers what are, what are your thoughts on just what this era's producer producer producers are doing and why some of the, the best current ones are really able to elevate and really flourish
1: i think well the new producers is not going to flourish as big as it as they as the people before them because beat stars like you like it's beats everywhere everybody's doing beats accessible yeah, in youtube I, so you're not going to have you know but i think those guys like alchemist hit boy uh 1980 all those guys come in the era right before produce beats were um everywhere because you couldn't find And i think uh Gilly uh, said this when he was like, man, the hardest thing as an artist was to find good beats. Now you can find beats everywhere. They're accessible. And I think Timberland said, he was like, man, he was like, y'all, y'all got, y'all beats are too accessible. I I used to get like 400,000 for a beat. And I was like, what? Mm. He was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's a different era of music now because everybody wants to do it. Every it's saturated. So you're going to have beats everywhere. You pay $2,000 for a beat. Mm. Instead of four hundred thousand, I just save a whole bunch of money, and if it don't hit, I I'm not worried about it because I didn't pay that much for it. Right. So I think w- when you, when it comes to guys who already solidify in that era and just washing over into it, and it's still a hot commodity because they they know the trends of music, they know what's going to be hot, so they they pay attention because essentially they're DJs too, yep. in my eyes, because they they have to sift through so much music, they have to attach rappers to it because they just don't give that beast to anybody they're, they're you know they they make sure it's, it's, it's a, a, a strict selection of artists they work with it's all yeah. a-listers and b-listers nothing below that so that's how you stay relevant
0: definitely <coughs> um and now getting to our next review with black since i have a lover um with this latest project black experiments with um a glittering a guitar strumming melodies and enter- energetic uh, tap drums get to an interesting effect there's just a lot of atmospheric fillers and many vivid sounds. Um, but but to, to you, what were your thoughts on the album You know, where it does t- seem like he's trying to, to cater to old fans on certain songs, but still going for something new and, on some of the later tracks? Um, but I, man, this album is beautiful. very good. Very good. Oh, I, don't, I don't have gosh, it. It bro. is a beautiful body work.
1: <sighs> From beginning to end, transitions and it flips. Inflicts- Better transitions,
0: like we were talking about. Yeah.
1: oh my god it inflicts so many emotions that you didn't even want to be afflicted it makes you want to relate to it and it has a direction yeah bro it was, it's so good even the, the up because some of his uptipo songs I used to always be worried about and then this is oh my gosh and him rapping I love when he just flows because that's typically what he's doing basically and he got bars oh my gosh yes. so but this album was almost crazy I'm still listening to it. I don't skip it. I play it from beginning to the 19 end. 19
0: songs, I believe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and I love every one of them. It's a straight
1: Oh, um, that's the first time I ever say that. <laughs> I listened to 19 songs. Don't skip name one of them. And like it, and I've played it probably like 10 times.
0: Yeah.
1: It's good. It's
0: versatile. My favorite album of the year um, so far?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Him and Don Tollivers.
0: Mm-hmm. Really, They're my really two good favorites.
1: Projects. Yeah, really, really good projects from getting In, but I, I, and I give it to to uh, Blacks because it's that versatility in there. Because yes. you get some pop, you get that in there, and you get the rapping, you get the the R and B. Like it's just so much, and, and then he has his own style that nobody can nobody can copy. It's his mix, mix and mastering is is so so consistent and so it's it's different. Because most of the time, like, bro, he really not doing much in these songs, but it's just how they carry it in between, plugging things in between the, you know what I mean? Mm. It's a lot how he, how he configures and put songs together and he's just a lyricist as well. And then he has crazy bars and then his direction of his, his albums is so nasty. Like he's, yeah, he's that this album of the year so far
0: it's it's so many good tracks on here uh playing house yes. i'm a big fan of spirited oh away Oh um
1: that's that's the song that got me
0: yeah it's it's so good uh, um i think temporary was another good one yes. um also uh since i since i have a lover as well i mean for a single yeah, song it flows, a well, yeah. it flows well it flows well within the album i i really was yes. wondering how that was gonna fit but i'm i'm impressed with this entire project do you have any you know really standout tracks that they that you keep going back to obviously the whole album you, you enjoyed but but are there any like top top ones
1: Since I Love Her Playing House Fatal Attraction is a good one yeah um, Chasing Feelings Tit for Tat I think Talk Back was a good one for me mm-hmm. um, I love the one with Don Tolliver Temporary like, Susan <laughs> KMO I didn't look at the, um, the track list I just played it and I was yeah. like oh that sounds like Don Tolliver mm-hmm. and I was just oh they fit so perfectly yes I wish he would have got him on his album. It would have been dope.
0: I nah, wish he would have got that him was, on That was yeah, a bit of that a miss that he, didn't, that he didn't add him yes, on. Yes, yeah. bro.
1: Because, you know, we talked about this a couple times. Some artists don't gel well, but because right. they have two different styles, but it just it just works perfectly. Yeah. It was dope.
0: Yeah. He came back with a vengeance. <laughs> came back with yes, a really good I, single. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I
1: like the, the little little snippets of like we we starving. You need to feed us, feed us some music. Yeah, but I, I like those. I like those little tidbits in there too. It just flow well. Yeah.
0: Do you listen mm-hmm. to Do you listen to Scissors' last album straight through, no skips?
1: Not anymore. Uh,
0: okay. So, some some skips I mean,
1: in there. It, yeah, it's like certain songs. Like I I know my favorites now. And sometimes I don't be in the mood to just listen to because even. With the two next these albums, Don Tolliver's and uh Blacks, I'll go to my favorite ones eventually. With Don Tolliver, I'm already doing that.
0: Yeah.
1: So after a while, like have you listened to it, Thrace through? You already know which songs, even for That's Drake. The like like I do that, t- yeah, yeah. Do my yeah, go-to's. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> like Take Care Autumn. I just go to certain songs. Like I always start with Over My Dead Body with uh Take Care. Yeah. And then I go to uh
0: Might be my favorite Drake intro ever. Bro. <laughs> Might be my favorite. <laughs> I know he's 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 doing this thing now with his concerts where he's just playing he's literally in that mode of like, I'm just going to play my like album songs. I'm playing my like classic. That's what he's doing now. He's like, I'm, not gonna do, I'm not going to do not going go do the radio songs. I am playing like he he he, he did a, a a pop-up concert for Lil, Lil Wayne uh uh he was the opener and they were introducing him as an upcoming artist. Says, we have this new upcoming artist. Play his <laughs> he's he's on a star he's on a and they were like who is this guy? I'm like oh, it's Drake. <laughs> He, he was going from okay. jaded to jungle to feel no oh. ways. He was like oh going for it, and the vocals were on point too. I got—I got to send you some of the clips, but like he
1: Please was dude. on it, bro. He was on it, bro. So, do you? Those three songs are yes, jaded, especially feel no ways. Bro. I love feel, feel no ways. ways is so it, slept. I was on. listening
0: to her earlier today. I'm like, this might be like a top ten Drake song for me.
1: Yes, bro. It's so S- slept on. I guess send me that cook, because that's for the upper couple of artists, and then they see Drake. They probably went crazy, but was baffled at <laughs> oh the gosh. same time. <laughs> Did the guy not show up or something? Like, why is Drake here?
0: Uh, absolutely. Um, and, and now getting getting to our to our next review of, of Drake's search, search and rescue. Um, in this new track, which was kind of like a mainly a chill melodic performance. There's um certain production that touches with the melodic piano, spirit sense, and drum programming. And and obviously with Drake, you know, he's got his upcoming tour. The funny thing about this is, you know, as soon as people saw the cover art of the song, they're like, oh my, is that, is that Kim? <laughs> is, is there going to be a new Drake and Kanye beef? Uh, 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 beef? But in terms, in terms of uh, uh, of the song, what, what were your initial thoughts on it? And just, cause I mean, it always feels as though around this time, Drake just dropped something new. Like around April, he dropped 2C Slide and then the month later, yep. he did Dark Lane demo tapes. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, like some people feel as though he might drop just like a care package tour, to a Darkling demo tapes before he goes on tour but what were your thoughts on, on this track and some of the your, your initial takeaways
1: well i mean and then i heard something about him in future might have a collab album oh drop what a time to be alive too.
0: too i heard about that yeah <sighs> we we, need would, to that, would that be your most anticipated album
1: <laughs> yes bro because bro it's still it is still classic I'll
0: still go back to that album. it was like
1: seven no eight years ago
0: yes that just so album is so just the fact that it was they Drake said in an interview they literally recorded it in a matter of six or seven days, like a matter yes. of six or seven days, bro. They just he just locked in the studio in, in Atlanta and just knock it out.
1: And they got so many hits on there.
0: It's effortless, man.
1: So many. That's crazy. That's crazy. But um, I thought it was it was all right. It was I think he was playing around too much. Just like, you know, this is like playful. Like, I'm going to just get in the studio. Like, it wasn't like something that you can just like play over and over and over and over and over again.
0: What I mean, if it, it does just... that, though? What if it does? A, what if a month later, everybody's like, oh, man, I'm stuck. <laughs> you know, it's the you know, he does that, though. You know, he does that where he has he has a song where everybody's like, man, this is horrible. And like, man, I still don't get. like that album. Which one?
1: The, come on, bro. Her
0: loss. Her
1: loss and the one before. Oh, honestly, no, never mind. Wait, wait. No, dude, I didn't really like First the one with Twenty One Savage, and the one before he dropped with Twenty One Savage. Oh, honestly, when yeah. he had all those dance, dance stuff on album, there, man. I was like, oh god, summertime again. Man.
0: People, people gonna be playing <laughs> and that. You album love again. that album. I, I, you love that. I'm sorry, listen to save me. That's I'm not gonna say where I rank it, but I, I like, I like it a lot.
1: <laughs> it, Bro, it better be dead last. What are you talking about? What are we talking about? He's put out, but the
0: thing is, he's put out, like, I, I like the album a lot, but I have to, I, I know I can't put it up. Like, he's put out too much good music. It's just like when you get into his catalog, like I even saw somebody comparing, like So Far Gone or If You're Reading This Is Too Late, like those are two amazing mixtapes. It's like, what do you, how do you compare his music? And the catalog that he's on, like even Jim Jones was saying, like, even if you don't like him, You have to put him in the top five or top ten. Yeah, you you have to. He's done too much. Because, like, even with Jay Z, like Jay Z, he's he's been on a run, but he's not every year you're going to hear Drake every year. He's going to be around. Mm -hmm.
1: He's going to be on features. He's going and he he touched different genres of music, and I think that's the greatness of him. Man, you you can hate him as an individual, like (laughs) because he's Canadian or whatever, but you can't deny his greatness and what he's done for the for hip hop and music, bro. You can't yeah. not, you can't deny what he's done. That boy's a staple. Ten years and running. It's hard. It's hard to do.
0: It's very oh, hard nine. to do. Since 09. Since 09, he's been going crazy. <laughs>
1: Which is insane, bro. And his <laughs> mixtape almost had a Grammy.
0: That is so tough. Like, so far gone is, I know it's a mixtape, but it's it's one of the best mixtapes I've ever heard. I, like I, I still can can run that from 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 top top to bottom. Top to. Lust for Life, Houston, Atlanta, don't, Vegas.
1: Don't even, don't even, even the, the last, with the champagne popping, boop. are we done? I think we're done. i let it play, bro. It's so soothing. I still soothing. listen to it. Boop, 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 boop. Like, it's so soothing. I'm like, bro, why am I, just skip it. Yeah, skip <laughs> it, but it's no, like, I still want to listen. It. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely one of the, one of the greatest big tapes yes. to this day. And I'm glad he finally put it on.
0: Streaming. Yeah. Yes Yeah definitely mm-hmm. um, Comeback season You still listen to Comeback season I'm not gonna lie There's some songs Of comeback season I still oh, like listen to
1: um, <laughs> uh, Closer to my dreams From a comeback season
0: Going in for um, life Going in for
1: life it's, it's, it's three more songs That comeback season That I still listen to On YouTube Because you can't listen To it anywhere else
0: yeah. um, great, great. Please put that on stream <laughs> Yeah he
1: needs to He needs to Yeah
0: definitely Was it 4th
1: of July On there with uh, Janae?
0: I think it might have been. Or oh,
1: was that was a that was a, was it? I don't, I don't think that, that, was that it everyone
0: single. has ever been on a. I think that was a single
1: actually. Oh, I could have swore he put that. But now, man, that's another collab. I wish they could go back. But she's mad because he put the song on the album. Bro, you going to do nothing with it? <laughs> from time, like she got mad because of that. The from, from time one. You know, that's <laughs> the story. Like that was supposed to be for oh. our album, and Drake put it on his. Oh okay. And so, even when they was doing Saturday Night Life" or whatever, everybody was hugging each other. She, like, dissed them. And she moved away from it and hugged somebody else. Like, you never see that clip?
0: Oh, yes. I remember that now. <laughs>
1: yeah. They, don't, they haven't collabed ever since. But that's the story um, that's going um, around. Um, like, she got mad because of that song.
0: "Time" is one of my favorites. Was Bro, my what?
1: It needed to be on his girl. album. What are you yeah, doing? I didn't want to listen song. to all your album.
0: That's an album song.
1: Man. For sure.
0: Oh, my. Absolutely. He's got too much good music. We got <laughs> It's just ridiculous. We can go on for <laughs> we need We just need to do a Drake, uh, yeah, Drake episode. Music day, right, really
1: rank his stuff.
0: We got to. We got to do an official ranking of, of all his albums. Um, And, and now get into a Ketronada and Amina's uh, featuring Pharrell's Forever. Um, This is the lead single for Ketronada and Amine's joint album coming yeah. up. And it's rooted in a per- percussive beat. Pharrell's song production and whistle chorus blends um perfectly with the track's hazy atmosphere. But, but what were your thoughts on this lead single? This is obviously one that I feel just makes sense. It makes sense yes. with, with with these artists combining, and
1: it really goes well. Yes, Mine is such an underrated rapper. I know because he's like an anime, and just like one of those, you know, we, I won't call him weird, but you know what I mean. But that boy spits, bro. Mm-hmm. Boy can rap. Yeah, and yeah, this song was fire. Production was crazy. Even a sample of Pharrell's voice was crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about their the joint album because I because. He can rap on anything. He like we, we've seen that in his albums. Yeah, he got he has a lot of versatility and he he's a lyricist in and, and a bar guy. So and then he's just charismatic when it comes to making music. So I'm excited. I'm excited about this album.
0: It's, it, it, it 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 definitely I definitely feel like it's going to be one of those those projects um that can it, it it can really be one of those where both artists can kind of can kind of mesh well. It's this is a right this is a good lead single. This is the type of single that 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 you want to hear going forward because sometimes you're when we hear a lead single, especially for a for two artists collabing, we're like, okay, is this actually going to work? Is this really gonna is this really gonna go together? This one definitely has our expectations up for for a really for a really good project.
1: It better it can't be long though.
0: Yeah, that is, this this one doesn't need to. It doesn't need to
1: it be. has to be at least ten in that ten to fifteen, but I wish it'd be like twelve or thirteen. Twelve is, 13. That, is that the
0: right is that the right amount for a collab album you think twelve thirteen?
1: I think for for uh for uh Cantrata's, I always get his name wrong. You Cantrata. always said it I Cantranada <laughs> Cantranada uh, Kate Ronada's style of music is reducing. I mean, it's not it's not bad, but after a while, you know, it's just like okay.
0: If we ever talk right. to Kate Trinata, you would be like, man, "What's your name again?"
1: No, free. <laughs> I'll call him Kate. Every kiss begins with Kate.
0: Okay, uh, on this song. Okay,
1: <laughs> right, man. What's up? He was like, I forgot it already. Wilton. Kate Ronada. Kate, Kate Trinata. Kate Trinata.
0: Kate K. Like.
1: K. Hey. Tranada,
0: yeah,
1: K. Tranada, yeah, there you go. K. Tranada, this got to be a clip, bro. Be trying to pronounce this. Thing. <laughs> we got to
0: put this, this in the looper. K. Be... <laughs> K.
1: <Kay Trinata. laughs> <Kay Trinata.
0: laughs>
1: but yeah, man, yeah, it has to be the twelve, thirteen songs. Just that the styles yeah. of producing he has, and then I mean, Eminem is gonna come and kill. But I just yeah, 12:30 oh, sure. songs would be will be definitely good definitely precise number
0: um and now getting get into reasons uh latest single added again um in this new single which contained a lot of energy and, and, and production from tariq beats um coleman and uh in multi alumni. uh this was this was the, the type of just upbeat track that i feel as though reason you know he's gearing he's another artist i think he's gonna be gearing up for a release mm-hmm. Sh- should be because he's already released mm-hmm. I, I believe two singles before this um yep. but what were your, your, your thoughts on this track and just kind of what you're expecting from from his next album
1: and it didn't sound like him. Mm. It sounded like K Dot. It sounded that's like production. Like that's if like you really point. listen to it, I was like, this sound like Kendrick's. Like that spacey, whatever, and then production, like the mixing mastering, how they did his vocals. I was like, that's that sound like K Dot. That don't sound like even with the song with him in um hydraulics with him in um the game. Like that sound like him. That's oh, his that's I his style. That but this one, I was like, they are they trying to make him sound like K Dot? Are they trying to replace him with K Dot? Like, if that's the case, oh, let him replace. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he will be the face of TDE, but don't change his style to mm-hmm. to to make it seem like it's it just to me, I don't know if that's for anybody else, but it just sounded like K Dot. Like it's just the the mix and mash and the whole production just say like K Dot. It's not a bad song. It just didn't sound like reason. Cause he really listen to his catalog. That's not how he normally. No, not at like, all. His music don't sound like that. So it was just it threw me off. And I was do like, you, maybe. Okay.
0: Do you think if more of that, like if his, if his album sounded more of like the track he did with the game, do you think that would be something you would expect more?
1: Yes. Cause that yeah. song, bro, that it's so simple too, bro. Yeah. If it sounds anything like that, then that's cool. Cause he's dropped another single that was, that sounded like him. And that was fire to me. But this one is just, yeah, it just didn't sound like it. But if he drops songs like Hydraulics and that, to, 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 like it was just hard, bro. Like, yo, okay, no, 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 yes. no, 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 okay, like it, That's like it's, is radio ready if it wants to put on the radio? And then Game just came and kill it. But if they're trying to contour his sound to that song he just dropped, I'm not
0: with it. Not yeah. with it at all. And going forward, Black Thought—they're going to be releasing an album later this month. Obviously, really, like, yeah, yeah, in uh, end of this month, I believe. Um, also, ASAP Rocky is we're rumored to be to be dropping very soon. We, we already expected uh, uh, that's yeah. coming. Um, are, are there mm-hmm. any other artists that that you're looking for or expect? Because I, I know Travis Scott this summer—he's definitely expected to, to to drop Utopia. I know you're you're, you're kind of like. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 what artists are kind of on your radar or just some some upcoming projects that you're looking forward to
1: already got black got dawn um looking for that joint album and drake in future because i yeah. think he should have dropped that way before he did one with 21 savage um mm, summer walker i know she's about to drop yeah, some drop music them. after after having twins is another one um i'm looking for reasons to drop a full album I'm trying to think of oh man oh shimino i'm ready for shimino to drop another album
0: mm-hmm. yeah I think, to I think he's gonna that... be dropping a, a mixtape soon so he's gonna be dropping something else
1: N J. j cole
0: yeah it's time
1: i'm ready it's time bro that last album Ugh. You gotta, you gotta win me back over, cause that last hour did do it for me. It didn't yeah. do it for me. And he's, he's definitely my top five. So, yeah. But no, no, I'm, I'm looking for those. But if J Cole dropped this shit out, it made me, that made me elated. Even
0: J, because J- he's he, starting. To- he was doing his the Dreamville festival a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I was watching some of him perform as well. Man, like another one. He's got a catalog. He's, he's, he's been doing it. He's been doing it a while, man. It's extensive, bro. <laughs> he's.
1: <laughs> and it's his own style. You can't copy yeah. him. Maybe it's it's just his, his his accent or something, but it's just how he writes his 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 is his rhymes, bro, and how he com- yeah, it's just crazy, bro. And he just always finds different melodies and different ways to chop it up with his cadence. It's just like, bro, yeah, he's uh big bang. Like it's just like crazy, bro. Like J. Cole bro. is him, man. So Absolutely. that last album really baffled me. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> that it did turn over like I thought it was gonna do.
0: <laughs> so I remember we had Maurice on it, and you were saying like, just the the first time you were listening, you were like, I, I gotta, I, I gotta re recheck it to actually what I'm what I'm hearing because it's not what I'm what, what I'm wanting. <laughs> this
1: is not what I wanted.
0: Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our review of he Got Game. Welcome back to the show. And now we're getting into our review of He Got Game. To start with the overview, um, He Got Game was a 1998 sports drama film written, produced, and directed by Spike Lee, starring Denzel Washington and Ray Allen. The film revolves around Jake Shuttlesworth, father of the top-ranked basketball prospect in the country, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Jake in prison for killing his wife was released on parole for a week for the state's governor to persuade his son to play for the governor's alma mater in exchange for a reduced prison sentence. He had a budget of $25 million and brought in $22.3 million into the box office. And also had an 80% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And looking back at this film, obviously this is, this is one of the, the most famous um, sports movies ever. Obviously when mm-hmm. you have an actor like Denzel and then um, Ray Allen, a, a, yeah. a current player at the time, but obviously now a former player as we look back. And then just the trifecta, Spike Lee as, as well, one of yep. the greatest d- directors we've had. What were your thoughts, initial thoughts on the film and just the legacy of it years, years later?
1: Man, what a movie, bro. <laughs> Wedding movie, you know, <laughs> Dizell is so good, man. Dizell Washington is such a great actor, man. And then just seeing Ray Allen, Rick Fox, yeah. um, and Spike Lee, man, and just seeing and th- being able to see Spike Lee's work continuously because he's he's such a great shooter, great director, and I love his patent shot. It's like the the walking what's called shot. I forgot what it's called. There's a there's a name for it, but when you have a signature of thing as a director and producer, bro, you made it because mm-hmm. Tarantino still shoots with um, the same old style camera. and He does a lot of hero shots and stuff like that. You look at Mars Scorsese, his, oh man, how he shoots is like the zero wind. It's just like how, once you make you have a, a pattern of what you do as a producer or a director, bro, you made it. So Spike Lee being able to see Spike Lee's work, bro, I'm I wish I was a producer. I wish I was a director. <laughs> I'm not about to go back to school for that.
0: But I thought
1: I thought this was the the amount the budget they had was really yeah. dope and just seeing different sides of Coney Island, New York, Man. just seeing those different nostalgic things. Yes. Yes. And I, the acting wasn't half bad with Ray Allen. I thought he did a decent job. Yeah. I thought he did Raylan did a decent job with his acting skills.
0: And, and and now getting to our to our first topic, um, from one to four stars, what would you give it? Um to, to you, what would be your particular rating for this film and kind of some of the reasons?
1: I'll give it three stars. Yeah. Uh just because I mean, literally Denzel Washington carried this whole movie. Obviously, I was about to say this Denzel. is one of the
0: biggest carries did
1: <laughs> shoulders, back, legs, thighs, everything hurt. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was still good though. Cause it was a Spike Lee film. I mean, that's like, like I said, Ray Allen's, you know, his, his acting wasn't bad. I love Rosario Dawson, Ro- Rosario Dawson. She's such a good actress and she was up and coming too. And, her, and it's just like in yeah. Hill Harper too. Hill Harper was a up and coming uh, actor. He's played in a lot of Spike Lee films and he's, he's gotten into some bigger roles as he's progressed and got older. Yeah. But I thought, so for the most part, this was a was a was a good film, three stars. It wasn't anything big, but I think if you had another, obviously Denzel took up the whole payroll, so you can't really get any <laughs> other big art big actor in there. But I think yeah. but Denzel did a phenomenal job with that afro. If you touch the fro,
0: it will pop go. save. <laughs> <laughs> that's the number one thing I was thinking about. Uh, the uh, saying uh, uh, I think that's where the I think that's where it came from. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh!
0: And, and, and I would go with three as well with this film. I think you know Spike Lee's direction is just already near the top of his game, and it really combines trenchant commentary with signature visuals and and obviously just a, a, an extremely strong performance from, from from Denzel, who who just shows you know the seasoned nature of his acting and, and just mm-hmm. he can he can obviously we've mentioned this so many times he can, he can put himself in any type of film and it's going to work. He's really he's, he's really except for Deja Vu, except for Deja
1: wait you don't like deja vu
0: we we reviewed that and you said that was one of your like least favorite denzel movie denzel denzel movies ever like you you oh with uh (laughs) lathan
1: yes i stand by that i stand by
0: that one of his few misses one of his.
1: (laughs) and it wasn't all because of him it was because of Sonia lathan's actor and then the storyline was very terrible i thought yeah yeah, but okay, now thank you for refreshing my memory. I was like, wait, wait, you don't like Deja Vu? I don't like Deja Vu. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Um, and now getting into our to our next topic: favorite character. Um, I would go with Jake because you know he was already juggling remorse yeah. and, and trying to, to reconnect with his son through you know different circumstances, which was one of the most um pivotal storylines of the film. So, to you overall, who was your favorite character in this one?
1: Ooh i have to say, i have to say Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth, because just look at, because how many, how many fathers we know who live through their sons who didn't make it or just push them right. a lot harder, like through sports and stuff. And then you lose your mom and then you resent your dad even more. And then once he gets out, he's trying to persuade you. Like how you even get out, bro? How you try to persuade me to go to college and you, you killed my dukes. You ain't did enough for me. He was a butthole. He was a drunk. You know, so just his childhood was easy. Already growing up in the projects and then growing out with his mom. So it's just a lot of... I like this character. He had to grow up faster and he had to take care of his, his, I think his little sister, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it's just like he had to grow up faster than what he wanted. It's just a lot going on. Obviously, it was an accident. He didn't try to kill his wife. Yeah, when
0: you look back at the flashback, Yeah.
1: Yeah, but hey, but I like the character because he had to grow up fast. He had a big decision. But in the end... He chose the school, but he still ain't get out of jail. So that was the saddest part, though. Bro. That,
0: that really was.
1: I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, out
0: of all the scenes, that's that's the one that just man, yeah. like
1: that was a yeah, that was crazy. Still in the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, and, now, and now, and now, getting into our next topic with the most memorable scenes. I had. He's not a stranger. He's our father. Also, the, yeah. the Lincoln rail splitters introducing themselves, mm-hmm. becoming Jesus Shuttlesworth and Jake introducing to his son why he picked that name. Uh, the cemetery scene, also oh, the decision, and then, then then finally uh, the one on one game. One of, one of the most infamous one on one games we, we've had in a while. A lot of times we yes. don't have quality one on one games in movies, but but this one was, was definitely dope. definitely up there. Uh, to you, what were some memorable some of your memorable scenes overall?
1: All those, for sure, especially the one-on-one scene, man. What a scene. Yeah, uh, yeah just, I'm, and I know <laughs> Dizzle had to, like, um, improvise, especially that running around after he scored. I'm feeling good. He just kept running around, knew he was out of
0: breath. He even said in the interview he wasn't supposed to, to score as much as he did, but just some of them just were falling. He's like, I'm just going to keep rolling with it.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, man, yeah. I didn't see that interview. Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah, I didn't know he could ball. I think he could ball a little bit for real. I think he could ball a little bit for real. Yeah,
0: that old school, uh, hierarchying, hierarchy <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> Bro, and he got to play against Ray <laughs> Allen. Bro, yes. that is crazy. And that's when Ray Allen was like, ducking on everybody, taking yeah. it shooting it. Like, he did it all. Um, But the other scene I like was... um. When he was looking for his son, or trying to talk to Layla, or Lala, or Lala, there's Lala. Mm. And then the old boy tried to get in front of him. And he gave him one of the signature Denzel Washington's elbows to the throat. Somebody said he, he... Went, he
0: went into a full training day. <laughs> I
1: was just about to say that. What he learned on the training day.
0: <laughs> How do you go from like one character to immediately one of your future?
1: Bro, he did it so fast, bro. It's the same movement in Man. every movie he uses it in. It's the same movement. It is so consistent. But that was a good scene. And then um, the scene with um, when Jesus and Lala they were at. I think they were at Coley Island. Yeah. Like obviously everybody wants something from him, and she was trying to get him to go somewhere and get an agent and stuff like that. And I'm like, bro everybody trying to get something from that's bro that's a lot on your shoulders mm. now if he would have never made it there'll nobody we talked about this in a documentary Hoop dreams yes yeah it's crazy bro that is so crazy
0: and, and that's another question i had cuz like we we like you said we, we mentioned who dreams um uh, several episodes ago about that cycle kind of like always going around about players being taken advantage of your your family uh, wanting certain things from you even friends Friends that you that you didn't know that you had, you know, they, they they come out of nowhere and then kind of start, start asking things from you, like what did you think about just the reality, like, like the reality that this movie highlighted, and do you think it did an effective job of kind of like bringing that into the forefront of just what these players, high pros, you know, you know, high rated prospects um, from from high school, are really going through.
1: Bro, it, it did it well, and it, it had to be a, a brother like us to understand. The height, because everybody wants him to go to this school. He, they let his daddy out for a week, and I'm sure that's not as heightened as a dad, but he's to that height. It's like, will uh, pay him under the table, do all this stuff. Yeah. It's so realistic. Spike Lee did a great job of bringing, bringing that out. Didn't Spike Lee do Hoot Dreams, too?
0: He, he No, he he wasn't under, he was in one of the scenes. I don't know if he, if he like, he wasn't the main director for it, but he was in one of, like, the actual okay. scenes. Of, of, like, he was, like, giving his, like, His speech to the players about like, hey, what this is what you're going to get into when you get into college, and just just like a a forewarning of what they what all the players were getting into, like literally. Okay.
1: So I mean, it still correlates, even if he didn't produce or direct it, still kind of correlates to what. I'm sure he took some inspiration. I'm
0: sure he took some inspiration from that documentary-based film
1: had to be because it's so realistic because those these kids go through, they're like 17, 18 years old trying to navigate what school to go to. People tugging them this way, this way, that, and they have to make this decision. And most people I ain't gonna like the decision, so I thought it was so realistic about how, like, even the trips, the little visits they go to, man, that guy, oh my gosh, that scene was wild. I don't even um. <laughs> But man, that's crazy. But no, I th- yeah, I thought it was it's definitely realistic because that's exactly what happens. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Especially you, you're from the like from the projects, the hood. Like they'll try to entice you to to go to any college that that will best suit them, not suit you. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely um, realistic.
0: Definitely. Um, and now for for the for our, for our next topic, most of the quotes I had. I want you to go to big state, son. Um, also I pray you understand why I pushed you so hard. Um also I hate my name. Um, and then you're just like everybody else, and then I'm not like everyone, else son, everyone else ain't your father. And then um also that th- then finally the, the he got game uh, end quote. To t- to you, what were some of your memorable quotes in this film and it- maybe like, you know, the ones that resonated the most throughout?
1: Ooh, um Oh man, I just lost it. Oh my gosh. I might oh, no, just I'm never to do this. I, maybe to. I I lost it. Uh... Oh. Was, was there any
0: like one-on-one dialogue or or one maybe like like cuz I know Jake and Jake, Jake and Jesus had they had a lot of moments. Yeah. They like had a lot, lot of, of one-on-one well, was was there any one specific one that stood out to you?
1: when it was walking the pier, that whole exchange or whatever. And then he was like, I hate my name. What kind of name is Jesus? Anyway, it's biblical. <laughs> he said, yeah, no kidding. Like he like, well, I don't understand why you hit your name. Cause Jesus Shuttleworth That's hard. That is, that's, a that's hard my name. Bro, that's a hard name. What? Yeah. Um, and then, and then when he was like, Jesus was like, God ain't crap. Number one, why you got to use that kind of language? Why you got, you can't, he even now like, it's so funny in that exchange because he, trying to be a father but he doesn't see you as a father so that dialogue is crazy to, yeah. to think about because you're trying to be a father after all the years obviously you've been in jail and stuff but he doesn't see it that way so it's kind of conflicting because he's older now he has his own mindset he's you know changing so I thought that dialogue was really good but like he got game obviously is the best one obviously it's the yeah. name that was back in the day they had to say the name of the, the movie
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. He got
1: game.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No,
1: oh another quote he was like uh, uh after he won in the one-on-one, he was like, I don't hear you now, like I don't hear you now, but you go home, <laughs> go home, Jake. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Like he was going after
0: him. Like he was I going was after like, him.
1: Bro, <laughs> that's your father, man. That's,
0: yeah, that's that's kind of the line you don't know cross. <laughs> Um, and, and now getting into kind of like what did you like the most about the storyline? Uh, to, to to me again, like how we have mentioned earlier about the reality highlighted front for these um for these high school our prospect players, um the limelight that they're they're being put into, but just also the reality of knowing that not everybody that's circulated around them is has their best interest in mind. I thought was was just a, a great a great point to, a great point to, to bring to the forefront as we've seen it in, in, in other basketball documentaries and in certain films. Yeah. What in particular of, of this storyline did you kind of like the most?
1: It was, I, I like it because obviously it's, it's it's crazy. That probably would never happen. A governor yeah. get a, yeah. But I, I I love the severity that he to yeah, because <laughs> One week. Because any like any, if, how, what else would you put in there to kind of like spruce it up? Like a father who killed right. his wife comes out of jail because his son is a, or whatever, like that never happens. So you have to have that impossible in there that surrounds with real uh, or realistic and authentic authenticity of what really happens. Whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, a high school student trying to choose where he's going to be for the next four years. And I thought it was so the storyline was so realistic, and it showed different parts of a kid having to grow up about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. About seeing through the pain, healing from the pain, not holding grudges, and as a father, doing the same thing. So it's just like a bunch of healing within the within the um the film, and also about like navigating through all the bull, man. Yeah. Everybody wants something from you. Nobody's genuine. Every even your girlfriend, she's you know having and you know with the with the ballhead dude they got punched by Dizzy.
0: So <laughs> They're literally like, at the pool in front of. You.
1: <laughs> Right, bro. Low key doesn't care because he he sees it too. He's like, whatever. Right. (laughs) Right. So it's just like nobody's genuine. Nobody really cares about my well being. Yeah. Even my pops, after all these years, is out because the governor wants him to go to, you know, the state. So.
0: And and another thing that was mentioned um, that that I've seen mentioned in certain articles about the movie is that if the mom hadn't been killed, she probably was going to be the one stable force in his life. Cause I think she was the one yes. to keep him level-headed. Like, do you think that was another, like if she was probably, if we had seen her in the movie, do you think she probably would have had a, a better guidance or, or just influence on her?
1: Of course. Cause you see, I think I've, i I want to say this is correct. You see little, not flashbacks, but where she's sitting down and talking to Jesus, mm-hmm. like he's like remembering her and she's, she's still giving him advice. Yeah, so I think, like, even if she was there, because she was like the all right, all right, Jake, you not Jake, yeah, Jake, you need to calm down, leave the boy alone. Like, she was that that soft spot because he was so hard on them kids, yeah. Like especially, yeah, he was so hard on them, even his cousin. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> but uh, Booger, yeah, <laughs> what a name, what a name, <laughs> Booger, he was so hard on Booger, too, man. Booger, get out of my house, you're all eating my food, get out of here. So it's just like, yeah, obviously if she was if she was still alive, I think it would have she was she would have had him making um clear minded decisions, but you needed to have her taken away. Cause that's his stability. Cause some of these kids don't have stability. Some of these kids' moms are on drugs, boom boom boom, Pro, like realistic. I mean she she died, but realistically some of these mothers are not in these kids' lives either. So I think it had to be something horrendous like that to kind of bring the story yeah. out a little more. And it had to be an accident because then we see he's really not that type of guy. And he has to it's cope. really through. not
0: him. That's really not the yeah. part of is, But he's, he's, so we, he's being changed.
1: So we see development of the character throughout the film. Because obviously he's a drunk. He wants was best for his kid. He's pushing him to be better than Will. he was. And that's a lot of fathers. But then, yeah, it's just like, that's not really him. He's like, oh my gosh. Like, a, Baby, baby, wake up! Like so, you see the different style, the different sides of this character, and I really thought it was the storyline was really good. But I, yeah, she was alive. I think she was definitely be that that calming factor to to weed everything out for him.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, and now getting to our last topic, 10 years from now, like do you still think this will be watchable and intriguing? And this has been around so many years; the influence is super high, And, and, and we all know like this is the type of movie, such a memorable film. Yes. One one that is that that is to the test of time. Obviously, having having Ray Allen in it yes. wasn't an experienced actor, but, but like you said, held held his own in in, in, in certain aspects. Especially when they have a, a top tier legendary actor like Denzel, and then Spike Lee d- directing it. Like t- to you, what do you not only just in terms of just how well it's aged? Where do you think it ranks among like some of the greatest basketball films or sports films we've had?
1: Top five, man. Top 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 five. And I can't give you a specific top five. I know Glory Road is in there. Yes. Coach but Carter. i got to review that
0: one, yeah.
1: Coach Carter's in there. He got game. Ooh. Uh, 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 um, with um, the twins, A and K all the way. Ah, oh, what's the name of the movie? With um, Marlon Wayans and the other guy. His brother becomes a ghost and they play with the Huskies. Oh. I forgot the name of the movie, but what a great film. That was a great movie as well. But anyway, I think this is top, definitely top five, top ten. If, if you want to get frisky, I'll, you know, top seven. But I thought this was a great film because it's more realistic and shows. And then you see Spike Lee use recurring actors throughout his films like uh, John, uh, John Tortorio. Because he's played in a bunch of his films too. Especially the one with uh, Anthony Mackie. We was a mob boss. Um, she, she hates me. When he oh was yes. all those, yeah, was Yeah, pregnant. So it's a, he reuses, just like Martin Scorsese he reuses people. And,
0: and, these, and, and top, top, these top listed directors are going to do that. Like if they're comfortable yes. with you and they really respect you, like we see yes. like Michael Caine with Christopher Nolan, like he's in a bunch of it. Yes, movies, yes. They have a rapport, De Niro, Scorsese, like you said, they, they, mm. they're going to be used a lot.
1: Even Adam Sandler and his friends, they always joke <laughs> about all you always got his friends in there, but hey, yo. I want a friend like that. Now yeah. I know I got a steady <laughs> paycheck. <so. Exactly. laughs> but Definitely. now I thought this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top this five is, uh, sports film. Gotta be, gotta yeah.
0: be. Absolutely. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm your host, to Burns. the burns on my counterpart, by Morris. This has been Full Scope. See you later.